Thank you. I mean, what would we be without the microphone, right? <laughs> Last night when we were having our rehearsal, it was so hot in here. The air conditioning was not working and it was just stifling. Anyway, it's a little bit cooler this morning, so we're going to get started here. We're going to, uh, so you have a bulletin in front of you, and we're going to start off by singing Psalm 45, and that's on page 96 and 97, and it's uh, probably the most uh, wonderful love song, love psalm in the Bible speaks of Jesus Christ, our King, and His Bride, the Church. And so, uh, you, you have the uh, words to that in the bulletin as well as in the Psalter in front of you, Psalm 45. And that would be uh, verses 17 and following.
You may be seated. If anyone can show just cause why Chad and Rachel may not lawfully be married, let them now declare it or else hereafter forever hold their peace. I require and charge you both that if either of you knows any cause why you may not be lawfully joined together in matrimony, you do now confess it. Who gives Rachel Marie Van Leuven to be married to Chad Matthew Lemon? Her mother and I do. All right. We're almost there. <laughs> Can we shut the doors, please, for the air conditioning? Thank you. I want to thank you all for being here today. I know we've all already offered our thanks, but I want to thank you all again. I know many of you have traveled far to be here. Some of you are close, but I know you have plenty of things you could be doing. Some of you were here uh, for my wedding not so long ago when Rachel was over here with Olivia, and not so much later, here she is. It's pretty amazing to share this with you, and, and we thank you for being here. And those who are watching remotely, thank you for bearing with us. I think we got the AV worked out and we're very happy to know there are family who can't be here watching from other, other parts of the country. I think everyone knows, but I am also the father. That's why I came up first. Thank you, Mr. Renner, also for, for helping us. Well, shall we begin? Chad's like, yes, come on. <laughs> Let's remember uh, what we're doing here. What is the purpose of marriage? Dearly beloved, Oh, excuse me. I need to go back one. I was not going to do that, but I did it. Because I'm not doing certain of the parts, but I should have started here. The Declaration of Purpose. So if you're following the bulletin, now I'm in the right place. Okay. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here in the presence of God and these witnesses to join this man and this woman in holy matrimony. God himself instituted marriage at the beginning in the Garden of Eden. Before sin entered the world, he said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helpmeet for him. Thereupon God created woman of man's own substance and brought her to the man. Our Lord Jesus Christ honored marriage by his presence and first miracle at the wedding in Cana of Galilee. And he confirmed it as a divine ordinance and as a union not to be severed when he declared, Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? And said, for this cause shall a man leave father and mother and shall cleave to his wife. And they twain shall be one flesh. 
Wherefore they are no more twain, but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. Moreover, the Holy Spirit sets forth the sacred and exalted nature of marriage when he likens it to the mystical union that exists between Christ and his redeemed bride, the church, saying, this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Accordingly, God has designed marriage for the enrichment of the lives of those who enter into this estate, for the orderly propagation of the human race, for the generation of a holy seed, and for the avoidance of sexual immorality, all to the glory of the covenant God. Husbands and wives thus have responsibilities befitting God's purposes for their relationship. The Holy Scripture says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. The husband is to love his wife as his own body, to care for her and to cherish her. The Holy Scripture says also, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. The wife is to submit to her husband, to respect him, and to entrust herself to his loving care. Both husbands and wives are to be faithful to each other, to assist each other in all good things, to heartily forgive each other their sins and shortcomings, and to love each other as themselves. Thus united in love, they will more and more reflect in their marriage the unity of Christ and his church. Into this holy estate, these two persons, Chad and Rachel, come now to be joined. And beloved, we will be singing together uh, next in order, Psalm 100 on page 214 in your Psalters, page 214, Psalm 100. Oh, actually, I don't have
us feed. And for his sheep he doth us take. Oh, enter then with gates with praise. Approach with joy his gifts unto. his name always for it is seemly so to do for why the Lord our God is good his mercy is forever firmly stood and shall from age to age endure. Amen. You can put your soldiers down now. Okay, young man, you come first. Uh, not yet the vows. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm leading you astray. I have something to say to you. Chad, Matthew, will you have this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife? To live together after God's ordinance in the holiest state of marriage? And will you love her as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her? Will you comfort her, honor and cherish her, and forsaking all others, keep yourself only unto her as long as you both shall live? I will. Nice and robust. I like that. Okay. All right. Rachel Marie, will you have this man to be your lawfully wedded husband? To live together after God's ordinance in the holiest state of marriage. And will you love him, comfort him, respect and submit to him, even as the church submits to Christ, and forsaking all others, keeping yourself only unto him, as long as you both shall live? I will. Let us pray together. Most holy and most merciful Father, at once the God of nature and of grace, creator, preserver, and redeemer of mankind, fountain of life, of love, and of joy and peace, whose presence is the happiness of every condition. We beseech you to be present and favorable to these, your servants, and to fill them with a sense of the solemnity of the vows they are about to make. Enable them, we pray, to remember 
and to keep these vows, looking to you for your assistance and help them to enter into these sacred obligations in humble dependence upon your enabling grace. Grant this, O Father, with the forgiveness of our sins. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Well, now we have a message for the couple. And the scripture that they have chosen for uh, their, the message for their sermon is Psalm 34, verse 3. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. This is the theme verse that Chad and Rachel chose. And if you visit their website page for their wedding, you'll see them looking out over a lake and looking out at a sunset together with this verse overlaying the picture. And it was taken during a stop in Texas along the way from Tennessee as Rachel and her sister and brother helped Chad move to San Diego to court and marry Rachel. By the way, that stop in Texas was not planned and it was about a week long of a little bit of an interruption because of things that happened. Before Chad ever met Rachel, he had written this verse, Psalm 34, verse 3, in his notebook as he searched for a wife to ex uh, express his proposal to her when he would find her. Again, this is in his notebook, ready to say to a lady to propose, O magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Rachel, who had been waiting to be found, responded, yes. And she has said since then in premarital counseling how much she appreciates how Chad knows what he wants. And he has initiative and he is deliberate. And she said, I value how much he cares and wants to be my spiritual leader. And he does. We've witnessed this, as I've shared with some of you before, uh, since he's been here. There hasn't been a Lord's Day that's gone by that I don't see them out having a devotion in between the services and him leading the, the, her in that and also in the singing of the Psalms. And my understanding is they actually sang through the whole Psalter before, before they've gotten to this point together. We praise the Lord for that. And this is a very fitting psalm because the psalm teaches in this verse that Christians should call on one another to join together in glorifying God's greatness in his preserving, delivering, and blessing his people living for him as one. I give that to you as the main idea of this verse that you have chosen. And I'll repeat, Christians should call on one another to join together in glorifying God's greatness in his preserving, delivering, and blessing his people, living for him as one. As I said, that stop in Texas wasn't planned. It was about a one-week detour. It was a very, very hot summer. I think it was three digits almost the whole way. And it was due to car trouble. It was one of several times they had car trouble. So what was to be about a week, week and a half trip came close to a month. And it was about a week's delay there in Texas where they are having that picture looking out over the sunset with this verse. And that was almost exactly a year ago today, this week. And it was good for them to experience that, wasn't it? 
It was good for them to experience what marriage is like. It has its detours. You need to be ready for that. It has its interruptions. It has its delays. When it's founded on God, he always delivers you through. He always develops you through it. And you experience that. And Rachel said, it was good, Dad. It was good to have this experience because I was so impressed to watch how Chad dealt with things, even when he was tired and stressed. And good, of course, for your sister and brother to see as they were scoping him out, right? You learn how to stay together and you learn how to grow together through the bumps along the road. As from the Lord and for the Lord. As one flesh. And one mind of Christ. Rachel shared that after singing psalms together, they just kept singing together after this psalm. And she said, and we're growing together. It, this verse they've chosen for their wedding, is a statement of how we want to glorify God together and reflect in our lives what marriage is supposed to be. We're both so excited to have family worship together as a couple. It is our mission together as a couple. Rachel says she feels so safe with Chad. And that's one of the main things we studied uh, while he was, before he came, we had a devotional, a really nice devotional. Uh, and one of the things it emphasized was one of the things women want the most is to feel safe. And I know uh, Fernanda, mommy, confirmed that a lot in, the, in our devotions. And uh, this is one of the main needs of a woman is to feel safe. And Chad, let me say to you, as her father now giving her to you, so do I. I feel safe. And that feels great. And so, uh, so along with our families and with our church family, I give you both our blessing as you twain become one today. And I charge you to live for the Lord as one. That's the message for you today. My preaching professor always said you have one point, not many points. They all lead to the final main point. And you want to screw that in their skulls because that's the only thing they're going to remember. So remember this, beloved. Live for the Lord as one. Now, on your wedding website photo, looking over the lake and the sunset, it shows you both, first of all, marveling, marveling over God's amazing creation, the gorgeous nature of the sky and the sunset and the lake. And that's uh, what this verse is calling for, for action, to marvel over God, to magnify him, magnify the Lord with me, it says. And literally, the word magnify in Hebrew could be easily translated great. Usually I see it as the word great in other parts of scripture. So you could say, make great our God or express his greatness is probably the best way to think about it. So when you're saying magnify the Lord with me, and that is your purpose for your marriage, be about Expressing the greatness of God to the world through your marriage. He also says, exalt him, exalt him. That is, make him high. Again, express that he is El Elyon. Express that he is far above the heavens and the earth. Express that his feet are on the earth and he sits in the heavens. Express how high and glorious his name. His name, it says. Magnify his name with me. Bring honor to his name as you represent him, as you represent Christ as Christians. So, Rachel, as you take Chad's 
name, and you'll be walking out here with a different name now. As you take his surname and Chad, as you give it to her, let your marriage and family always be about drawing holy attention to God's great name. Live the third commandment positively. Or said another way, open your days and close your nights and live your days in between with the opening to the Lord's prayer. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Remember the Westminster Shorter Catechism question and answer number one, the first part. What is your chief end? What is your main purpose in life? The answer to the first part being to glorify God. To glorify God forever. May your marriage indeed always express Psalm 40 verse 16. Let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. Let such as love thy salvation say continually, the Lord be magnified. And Psalm 69 verse 30. I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. Or even as Mary, when she learned she would bear our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is also the creator of the world and gave you that lake and sunset, and is the one really joining you today. Remember, it's God joining you together today as he joined Adam and Eve in the garden. Mary said in Luke 1, 46, My soul doth magnify the Lord. And Psalm 34, verse 1, I will bless the Lord. This is the beginning of your psalm, verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Now keep in mind, at all times, I'm only going to give you a little bit of the context of the psalm today. They've given me a little more time than I would have normally given, but I'm not going to take advantage of that. But if you look at the psalm, it's mostly about going through difficulties. Going through problems. And as anyone here will tell you, especially those who have more years than I do on me, you're going to have problems. And the more children you have, the more grandchildren you have, there's going to be all kinds of different problems. It's just life. And the more you involve yourself in the serving of the kingdom, Jesus says, you'll have more tribulation. And this psalm is mostly about getting through problems. I'll let you look at the title another time. It's an interesting context if you look at the title. But it's mostly about getting delivered through problems. So you're going to say, I will bless the Lord at all times. Through thick or thin. Through bad times and good times. We will bless and magnify the Lord. And show his glory through even difficult providences together. Remember Matthew 6 verse 33. The first part Jesus says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And that's the idea. The first part is magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. And that's what Jesus says. That's what your life should be about. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. But then what's the second part? The wonderful reward for what better reward could there be than Christ and his kingdom? The reward is the second part of the verse. And all these things shall be added unto you as well. Now, as you know, the world and often too many in the church will lie to you and tell you to postpone marriage, postpone having children, prioritize the way the world looks at life, set the other things first, get the other things first, exalt yourself first, and then bring marriage and children in the church around and fit it into that. But Christ says this is the way it goes. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you as well. There's going to be times where you're going to wonder about that. 
Chad was concerned not long before the marriage. It looked like he might lose his job. Praise the Lord, he didn't. And then on top of that, he got a new job he's going to after the honeymoon. They're seeking first the kingdom, and God is providing more than we could even expect. So glorify God in your marriage for his many benefits to you in this life and the life to come. Glorify God's name in your marriage for his greatness and glorify God in your marriage for his many benefits to you in this life and in the life to come. So back to your wedding photo on the website. It showed you not only marveling over God, magnifying him, but it showed you inspired. Now, maybe you were inspired about what was coming when you finally would get to San Diego. But you looked inspired. You looked like you were enjoying God's amazing creation before you. It wasn't only that you were glorifying him. You were enjoying him and enjoying him together. And that's the context of this psalm also, enjoying all the benefits again. The title is an interesting title about what David is looking to be delivered from. But the psalm goes on to express how God, in many ways, gives him great deliverance, uh, uh, great provision, great blessing. Uh, Verses 4, 6, 7, 17, and 19, but I'm only going to highlight a couple. Uh, Verse 4 says, I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. Verse 6 says, the poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Notice all. And it's because of Jesus in verse 20. Jesus is here in verse 20. He keepeth all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Now that's a prophecy of the Lord Jesus Christ. Though they crucified him on the cross... He died earlier than the thieves. So when they came to break his bones, because they usually break the bones of these people on the cross so they would suffocate and die quicker. Christ had already died. And so he fulfilled the prophecy of this verse. His bones were not broken. Which John 19.36 in the Gospel of the New Testament says is the fulfillment of it. And Psalm 22 has a similar comment that his bones would not be broken. And remember Christ... Christ suffered the crucifixion and fulfilled these things for you, that you would have a happy marriage reflecting him and his church. Remember that Christ has given you all things in him. Remember all your life together the truth of Matthew 11, verse 28. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I know you're planning on having many children if the Lord provides, and uh, you're going to need that scripture to pray sometimes, Rachel. (laughs) You will too. Westminster Shorter Catechism number one says something else too. What is your chief end? To glorify God forever, but what else? To enjoy him forever. And that's in this psalm. Let's exalt him. Let's glorify him. Let's enjoy him. Because if you focus on Christ and God first, you couldn't have it any better. Such as in Genesis 15, Abraham's all wiped out, having victory, having had a good time, uh, good uh, success. And yet he's there. Apparently God recognizes he's wiped out. Maybe like Elijah after with the prophets of Baal. And God says to him, fear not, Abraham. I, I am thy shield, thy exceeding great reward. God is your great reward. As you come to magnify him, if he invites you to live a life of marriage with you, glorifying God, as you respond and say, yes, I will, I come to glorify God with you, he is your reward. And without God, nothing else will bless you. Not in the end. Not even the moment. 
Psalm 23, verses 1 and 6. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. As verse 3 in this psalm is your wedding theme, oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. As that is your theme for your wedding, surely, beloved, I promise you, verse 8 will be your marriage testimony to other families. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man and the woman that trusteth in him. And trust that verses 9 and 10 are also true for you. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger. But they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. In verse 18, the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. And verse 22, the Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. You will not be married in heaven. Remember, Christ reminds us that in heaven, no one will be married. We'll be like the angels. So enjoy it for all it is while on this earth. And what it is that you are pointing to living out this marriage, according to the verse that Chad has proposed to you and you have responded in the affirmative. What you are pointing to with your marriage all your days is the people of God fellowshipping with him around his throne at the great marriage supper of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. And so glorify God for his greatness and goodness as a witness to Christ and his church in your marriage together. And that's the last word we highlight, together. Glorify God's name in your marriage for his greatness. Glorify God in your marriage for his many benefits to you in this life and in the life to come. And glorify God for his greatness and goodness as a witness to Christ and his church in your marriage together. Your wedding website photo showed you marveling over God, enjoying God's amazing creation. But the other lovely thing is what we hear in the verse. Together. It wasn't just Chad in the picture. And I know you would have loved to just look at Chad in the picture. And it's not that I don't like looking at you, Chad, in the picture. But I also see my lovely daughter. And I love to, of course, see my lovely daughter in the picture. But it was both of you together. Looking out at the same thing together. Looking out at God together. Preparing to serve God together. If you allow me a quick interlude, you know, I traveled this week. Uh, my sister was having surgery. And so I was away from the family for about a week. And I found myself profoundly thankful for my family and very thankful for my wife. And I would look on the map as I drove different places and flew and I'm, I'm on the plane. You know how you can try to zoom in and look for all these places. I zoomed down to Brazil and I couldn't figure out where she used to live. Haven't been there yet. And then I figured it out on the way home. And, and uh, it's, we always say it's unbelievable how we met each other. And as you travel, you see there's people everywhere and there's towns you drive through. You never know. You never meet. It's amazing how the Lord brings us together. Churches, families, but husband and wife especially. 
And Chad wasn't right down the road, right? And uh, if I can be allowed one other uh, interlude, I, I encourage Rachel, get, get your bio on Sovereign Grace Singles, and it's probably going to take a while. Well, less than 24 hours later, dear Mr. Van Leuven, I have all of these things in common with your daughter. I agree with all these things. I would really like to talk to you about talking to her. I'm like, and we were at the dentist. I said, Rachel, you will not believe this. It's not even 24 hours. Wow. Because he was eager to find that wife to share these things together and equally yoked and equally yoked in many of the particulars. And that's what we were praying for God to send. And I've been praying for you since she was a baby. Now listen to this. Together. You are enjoying one another together. If I, if I may say one more thing, because I, I am very impressed by it. Uh, Rachel hadn't finished her bio on Sovereign Grace Singles. And uh, she hadn't even put a contact information up. But Chad, being the resourceful uh, man that he was, went to our website, got my email, and I got a message from him right away. But here's what really impressed me about it. He asked to start talking to her. He expressed how interested he was in her, and there was no picture. That says something about him. I think he was probably glad to see her picture later. But um, together, together. Magnify y'all, or if you're in Texas, all y'all. Uh, the plural. It's plural here. In the, it's, it's, it's a call, not just this one person. It's a call to the church. Magnify all of you, the Lord with me. Magnify all y'all. It's a call to participate. What does he say? With me. Hey, all of you, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name. What? Together. This is a call to the church primarily. It's a call to God's people. David is the king and he is the uh, type, the prefiguration of the Lord Jesus Christ who would be the son of David that would sit on his throne. And he is writing these psalms for the corporate worship of and God's church, the body of Christ. If you don't mind my sharing, when we say Psalm 100, you might know that tune elsewhere. It's originally with Psalm 100. It's the old 100, Psalm 100. Now, it's a call to worship the Lord. In the Psalms that he wrote, the Lord wrote to worship him. It's a call to the people of God, as a people of God. It's not a John Wayne experience. It's not a John Wayne religion. We need the people of God. We worship the Lord together as the people of God. We deal with each other as the people of God. I mean, almost all the New Testament is telling us how to get along and fix it, right? Same thing for marriage. I know you don't think so. You will experience these things. You'll have these things. And you need to remember that you're called together to glorify God. And that includes the ministry of reconciliation, which is what it is to be a Christian. That includes forgiveness and repentance. Remember that these are for the corporate worship of God's church, which is the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 12 says we are one body. With one head, the Lord Jesus Christ, which as we went through Philippians together a while ago, that was really emphasized, especially in chapter 2. Have one mind, the mind of Christ. But in 1 Corinthians 12, remember it says we need one another. You can't say I don't need the other part of the body. And you'll never be able to say I don't need Rachel. She will be your body, Ephesians 5. You'll never be able to say I can do it without Chad now. He will be your head. Something expressed and enjoined together as the family and household of God is what we're seeing. But where does that begin? It begins with each family unit in marriage. 
Where was God in the tabernacle in the midst of the troops as they, in the book of Numbers, began to set out for the promised land? God was in the center in his tent, the tabernacle, and the families, the 12 tribes, were all very organized in their tents by families and heads of families around God's temple. It begins with the family. It makes up the rest. Remember, this is a reference to Genesis. It's not good for man to be alone. Woman was created to help Adam as his wife serve God. That word helpmate uh, has the idea of counterpart. You have different functions. You have the same equality. Contrary to the world today, there is only male and female, only men and women marry, one each for life together. And you complement, Chad. You are equal before the Lord in value. We have different functions. And that's the beautiful thing about it, isn't it? You know, we men always say, boy, when I was on my trip, my brother kept saying, well, we all know our, our wives take care of our schedules for us. I won't blame that guy for not showing up. <laughs> you know, we rely on our wives. We rely on our husbands. There's a, there's a counter uh, part uh, fitting just perfectly, only the way a wife can with a man. And the two shall be one flesh. Let us exalt his name together. We are one as the body of Christ, but in particular the, the units of that family of Christ are the individual families, husband and wife, one flesh. And that's what you're about to do together today. It's the image of Christ in his church. Remember Ephesians 5 draws on this a lot and points to creation and says this, and it is the image of Christ in his church. This is a witness of Christ in his church together. And you build up the church so you came down the aisle, Rachel, to the second part of Psalm 45, which is about being the church, the bride of Christ, as the scriptures speak, coming to receive this call to join him in holy matrimony and glorify God as one. And so, Chad, you are the first part of Psalm 45, representing the King, Jesus Christ, the husband waiting for you. As the scriptures end in Revelation, the spirit and the bride say, come. And here you are joining today, reflecting the church, reflecting Christ and his church as one. I beckon and I lead you to beckon and lead your children to Christ the same way, saying in Psalm 11 of Psalm 34, Come ye children, hearken unto me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. And as you do that, and you're leading them to follow you in your theme verse today, they can expect the same blessings and benefits in him. Now remember also the Westminster Confession of Faith had two letters introducing it. They were written to be an aid to you as raising your Christian family. And one of the letters says that the family is the seminary of church and state. So think about how you will in, in, uh, impact this world. Think about Psalm 127. As you seek first the Lord and teach your children to seek first the Lord and live for him first. Think about how you'll em, uh, emphasize over time, influence over time, church and state. As one, as the greater one. I want to remind you just a little advice, especially as you go through your difficult times. She might not, I don't know how she puts the cap on the toothpaste or squeezes that out. When, and I, I don't know how he, which way he hangs the toilet paper. I don't know. You'll have, you know, sometimes those are the things, it's the little things. You laugh, you will see, you know, and uh, whatever it is. And you're going to need to remember, and of course I'm joking about, there will be some bigger issues. And what you always need to be committed to is that you have agreed to join together and glorify God. And that has to be with how you handle conflict and resolution in every way. 
I want to remind you uh, to go to Ephesians 5 regularly to review each of your roles. And I want to remind you to help you to love the way Christ loves one another. To go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 often as you need to. And as you know, we're studying that in our men's study. So you'll get some extra review there. Bring that home to the family. I want to remind you to be thankful for one another as you support one another in serving Christ against the world. Remembering Ecclesiastes 4 verses 11 and 12. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Rachel? We pray the prayer of Rebecca's family over her as she went to marry Isaac and build God's church. Genesis 24, verse 60. Thou art our sister. Be thou the mother of thousands of millions and let thy seed possess the gate of those which hate them. Chad, I remind you of Proverbs chapter 5, verses 18 and 19. Let thy fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of thy youth. Let her be as the loving hind and pleasant roe. Let her breasts satisfy thee at all times and be thou ravished always with her love. In all your marriage, may you also recall Proverbs 18, verse 22. Whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing, and obtaineth favor of the Lord. Beloved, may your marriage look like the song of Solomon. I encourage you to read it together on your honeymoon. May it also look like the dance you have already begun, just as your sister illustrated on your bulletin cover artwork. And if you have your bulletins, you might look at the, the cover. Uh, Olivia did that because it reflects uh, kind of a theme of their courtship, and I trust will be their marriage. During your trip from Tennessee to San Diego with Olivia and Abraham, a song developed... And a dance developed from that song. I understand it often has different variations, but it basically goes like what you see on the bulletin cover. And as, what you see in the artwork is exactly what we see often. Walk with me and dance with me. This is what Psalm 34 verse 3 should and will look like. Besides watching Chad gleefully lead racial and family worship, what blesses me most as her father is to see him spontaneously take her and twirl her around in a dance of romantic joy. And I know we got the right guy. Amen? Amen. 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 All right. <laughs> she needs that. I know she wants that. She might have sent you back to Tennessee without that. So. <laughs> Lots of smiles. This is life in Christ as one. Don't let anybody trick you otherwise. And uh, just like he took Rachel to a field of flowers in the desert and twirled her around singing and ended on his knee with a homemade box holding an engagement ring with Psalm 34, 3 written within it. And she exclaimed after she collected herself is my understanding and realized what was happening. <laughs> yes. And now, beloved, get ready 
if you will, for the rest of the story. Your relationship has started the right way by God's grace. Your marriage now starts by God's grace the right way with and for Christ to glorify God and enjoy him forever together. May you be blessed to enjoy it the right way and till death do you part. Live for the Lord as one. Now, I won't bother you on your honeymoon, but that's the main point. Is it stuck in your, in, your, in your cranium? Let me get it in there a little more. Live for the Lord as one. Let me remind everyone here who's married. Live for the Lord as one. And as you might be looking for a future husband or wife, be ready for that. That's what you should be looking for. Look for someone who's going to ask you, young lady, I would like to invite you to come and magnify the Lord with me and exalt his name together. That's who you look for. And dads, you don't settle for anything less. Sometimes you might be surprised they'll find you faster than you were planning, but then you rejoice in it. And, of course, men, young men, and your parents also helping you. You look for the woman who is looking for a man like that, who is looking to be led to magnify and exalt the Lord together in their marriage as the reason to be married, as the illustration of God in his church, of Christ in his church. Till death do you part, live for the Lord as one. Beloved, we are now going to sing together Psalm 34, verses 1 to 10, and that's on page 64. So this is their theme verse, if you'll see in verse 3. This is why we're singing it together. So you're about to uh, make it official. No turning back. Going out together, living out this verse. And so you're going to apply the message you've asked for and apply the scripture and we'll sing it together. Maybe what we're all proclaiming for ourselves, for our marriages and families and church as well. Da 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 God will I bless all times his praise my mouth shall still express my soul shall boast in God the meek shall hear with joyfulness extol the Lord with me let us exalt his name together I sought the Lord he God heard and saved 
distresses. The angel of the Lord encamps and round encompasseth all those about that do verse 7 says the angel of the Lord encamps round about those who fear him and of course we know from the scriptures that is the Lord Jesus Christ shall we move on brother yeah okay Take I'm ready <laughs> we have an affirmative an enthusiastic affirmative I, Chad, take thee, Rachel, to be my wedded wife, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish till death do us part, according to God's holy ordinance, and thereto I plight thee, my troth. Sorry, guys. I'm following along here. One second. <laughs> Just in case. All right. I, Rachel, take thee, Chad, to be my wedded husband, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love, cherish, and to obey, till death do us part, according to God's holy ordinance, and thereto I plight thee my troth. Chad, what symbol do you give as a pledge that you will faithfully perform these covenant vows? With this ring, I seal my promise to be your faithful and loving husband with all that I have, with God as my witness. Rachel, what symbol do you give as a pledge that you will faithfully perform these covenant vows? With this ring, I seal my promise to be your faithful and loving wife with all that I have with God as my witness. Let us pray together. 
most merciful and gracious God, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, we beseech you, set the seal of your approval upon the marriage into which our brother and sister have entered this day. Grant them your fatherly blessing. Work in them the grace of your Holy Spirit. Enable them to fulfill with pure and constant affection the vow and covenant made between them in Christ. Guide them in the way of righteousness and holiness and peace that loving and serving you with one mind and one heart all the days of their life together, they may be abundantly enriched with the tokens of your everlasting favor in Christ Jesus, our Lord. In all of life's experiences, lift up your countenance upon them that they may be thankful in prosperity and patient in adversity. May their marriage be fruitful for this life and for the life to come. Grant them wisdom and strength to build a home that will be to the glory of your name and the coming of your kingdom. May they live together many years and in the hour of death, may they part in the blessed hope of celebrating forever with all the saints of God, the marriage of Christ and the church he loved and he loves, and he loves with an everlasting love. Hear our prayer in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and all your people said, Amen. You can keep your hands together. Beloved, by the virtue of the authority committed unto me as a minister of the church of Jesus Christ, I now pronounce you husband and wife, according to the ordinance of God and the law of the state, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. What God hath joined together, says the Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew 19, when they were asking about ways to get out of marriage, and even trying to use scripture to do so. Jesus said, from the beginning it was not so, and he said, what God hath joined together, and remember it's God that has joined you, just as he joined Adam and Eve. Let no man put asunder. Okay. I, I happily say to you, I really do. You may now seal your commitment with a kiss. <laughs> Chad and Rachel, the Lord our God fill you with his grace. And grant that you may long live together in all godliness and holiness. Amen. You can face the audience, but you can keep your hands together now. Yeah. Okay. Dear friends and family, 
It now gives me great pleasure to present to you for the first time, and don't hold your applause, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Chad and Rachel Van Leuven. Oh, I'm so sorry. That, that was not deliberate. I got to get used to this. I'm so sorry. Okay, we're going to edit that out, okay? Oh, man, oh, man, that's going to be all over YouTube. That's going to be all over YouTube. Let me try this again. I do deeply apologize. I've actually had to really work at remembering to say this. I don't know why. I'm so sorry. There's nothing in that, brother. She's yours, okay? All right, all right, okay. And now, all right, just erase that from your mind. Excellent. And I'm going to go hide under the table the rest of the evening. Okay. <laughs> it now gives me great pleasure to present to you for the first time, Mr. and Mrs. Chad and Rachel Lemon. Okay. 